Final warning. This is a spoiler stream. If you have not seen Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, we're going to spoil it. So if you've seen it, great. If not, well, either way, we're glad to have you here. So here we go. You're now about to witness the strength of geek knowledge. <laughs> Hello and welcome. That's right. You're trapped in Nerd Cage Live. This ain't just a reaction show, but a debate show, and we are definitely going to debate today and a live discussion on everything that makes people like people like you and I tick. So thank you for joining us tonight on this spoiler stream of Doctor Strange 2. Please hit that like button and subscribe. I'm your co-host, Jay St. G, certified geek, seven days a week, coming to you live from yours truly, Syracuse, New York. And always among us, it's our moderator, and Trollhammer, stronger than the DK Banana Slammer, it's Joe from Fallout 1 Gaming, and of course, always with me, the warrior from Wakanda, the fiend from Louisville, my man, Mark Withers, what is going on? Hey, what's up, everybody? Super excited to be here as usual, and yes, tonight we are gonna chop it up about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, and who better to join us than this multitude of superstar co-hosts, guests, whatever you wanna call them. So many, too many to name. Jay, if you wouldn't mind just sort of running the gamut here and just introducing them all. And uh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. We got the Pretty Guardian. We got Pete from NewYorkStateMusic.com, Kush from The Hub, Pass from TTA Sports, and of course, the always reliable Magic Man in the Land of the Sand, Wild Band. So, yo, before we get started, Joe from Fallen One Gaming, who do we got in the chat? In the chat tonight, we have Kid Blue. Yeah! We have Game Frank. That's right. We have Dion from Off the Beaten Podcast. Oh, we up? have Shay Smithers. <laughs> Many of us are in the chat. And Hugh and Frazier. Yes. And we also you. have movie and gaming aficionados Gosh, yes. awesome Woo. Oh, this is fucking guys awesome. thanks so much for showing up we really appreciate you so here's how we're gonna do this guys uh there are lots of the uh chop up here so what we're gonna do we're gonna go around the circle real quick everybody's gonna introduce themselves plug themselves in and give their general thoughts of the movie real quick and then it's off to the races with joe moderating the topic so let's start off with Wild band, man. Go ahead, plug yourself in and general thoughts on Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. All right. Uh, it's great to be back here amongst the Nerd Cage family. It's always a pleasure being on here. Um, find me here on YouTube as always, Wild Band. My other social media is find me on TikTok, Wild Band 24. You'll soon find me on the Petty Cash podcast coming soon to YouTube. But to give my quick thoughts here on the movie, it's good. It's not great, it's not bad. It's good. I would probably see it again. I think I would definitely own it, but Spider-Man No Way Home was better. Very well said. Definitely appreciate your take on it. So next. <laughs> Pass the analyst, man. Take it away. What's going on, everybody? Hello, Nerd Cage Live. It's so good to see you. I haven't talked to you guys in very long, and I'm always happy to be here. And Doctor Strange. So Doctor Strange was... Uh, it was above average, in my opinion, uh, as a movie, uh, you know, on its own, right? No Marvel implications, just just a, a plain old movie. I would say it was above average. Um, what makes this movie amazing, in my opinion, is the implications 
uh, and and what's going to happen next. That's what makes me say that this movie is great. Um, but as as just his own movie, it's okay. All right, all right. I'll take it. I'll take it. So, uh, let's see here. Next, we got Kush. Take it away, man. All right, man. What's up? First off, thank you once again for having me on. Uh, this has got to be, I want to say, my fifth time. I enjoy coming on here. It's a nice break from my usual YouTube stuff for those of you that don't know. I cover the New York Giants. You can find me at the hub underscore YT basically everywhere. With Doctor Strange, um, I'm going to give it a solid 7 out of 10. I'm not sure if I'm going to be the unpopular opinion here, but I'm going to no, disrespectfully disagree with Pest because uh, it's Pest. It was always be disrespectfully disagree with him. It was not great. It was just simply good. Uh, and we'll get into it more, but I thought it should have had an extra 30 minutes to develop a couple of things, and they should have went with a rated R movie in terms of the goriness. All right. Pete Mason from New York State Music, man. General thoughts, and go ahead and plug yourself away. Hey, what's up, uh, Pete Mason? Thanks for having me back. Good to see everybody. Uh, had a great time seeing uh, Doctor Strange. Uh, you can find me at uh, Fan Art on uh, on uh, all socials as well as statemusic.com. Um, I really enjoyed the movie. I, I went there. I was anticipating it for the three years since it's been announced. And I, I I had a really great movie going experience. Um, I'm still unpacking parts of it, and I've been looking forward to tonight so that we can pretty much do that and and sift through it. Um, I really like where it went. I went in expecting a horror movie in the MCU, and I got that. And that was you know at times scary, at times you know edge of your seat, and then really just started out the gate like no credits. Let's just get going. And I love that. And uh, yeah, I, I had a fantastic time. I'm looking forward to that, to uh, breaking this down. Excellent. And the always lovely Pretty Guardian. Nice to have you back so soon. What? Go ahead and plug yourself away and general thoughts on Doctor Strange 2. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. I am Pretty Guardian. If you don't know me, I do gaming reviews and other gaming related videos. You can check me out at youtube.com slash Pretty Guardian. I was going for the long plug there. But to talk about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, I absolutely loved this movie. Before going in, there were two things that I really wanted from it. First off, I wanted that surreal magic based like battling happening and I got that. And then I also wanted to see what happened next with Wanda Maximoff and the Scarlet Witch. And I got that. So I couldn't have asked for more. I loved it. Excellent. Joe from Fallen Gaming, tell everybody about Tuesday and Friday and give your general thoughts on the movie. Alrighty, on Tuesday, we will be doing our Gears 5 finale on twitch.tv slash Live, And on Friday, we will be starting our playthrough of Donkey Kong Country 2. Yeah, classic, baby. As for my thoughts on Doctor Strange 2, um, you know, there were some questionable decisions in the movie that were, dare I say it, strange. So... Uh, <laughs> That kind of pulled my review of the movie a little bit in the downward direction. But that being said, I think as a Marvel movie itself, it was good. It was okay. 
I'll leave it at that for now. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, all right. And finally, last but not least, Mark Withers, tell everybody about next Thursday and go ahead and spill your general thoughts on Doctor Strange 2. I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> next Thursday, and I know you want to hear this out loud because like a dream come true for you. We will be chopping it up with Ernie C of Body Count. I know that uh, I know that you're a big fan, Jay. I'm a huge fan as well. We're gonna have a ton of questions for him. So everybody, tune in next Thursday. Now, as for my review of Doctor Strange, as I said to the the very kind people here on this uh, on this panel here <laughs> off camera, I feel that this was a great Sam Raimi movie, but it was not an MCU. It, it was it was basically a a Sam Raimi movie with some Marvel characters in it. It didn't have the tone of an MCU movie. It didn't really have uh, no! it, it didn't it didn't push the MCU forward in any real meaningful way. And uh, overall, I just thought that the characters were a little bit out of sorts. They just didn't really um, they they just didn't really seem like themselves throughout this movie. Um, now it did have its bright spots, right? Particularly the character America Chavez, which I'm our, I'm a big fan of from the comics, a different version here. But uh, I think very well played by by the young actress that played her. Uh, very good, very decent origin story for her. Um, but I think the MVP of this movie, without question, is Elizabeth Olsen as Wanda. She is incredible. Every time I see her play this character, she steps it up. She amps up the uh, the emotional factor. Um, and she actually makes us care about her even when she's being a villain. So so there is so there is that. And we will get into a little bit more of this as this discussion goes. But this for me is is not quite the worst MCU movie, but it's definitely not among the best. Wow. So real quick, I didn't like this movie. Um, I feel that the Marvel formula is running very thin to the point where they're going back and they're just rehashing plots from their older movies. For example, this was just a remake of Captain America Civil War. Basically. Um, and there were some moments I liked, but then there were moments that brought me down big time. And before we open up this discussion, I just want to politely remind everybody that this coming Thursday, we have Dave Neobor from Doggy Dog going to be coming here to talk Godzilla movies and Toho movies with us with Titan Goji, who sadly couldn't make it tonight. But he'll be here Thursday, so look forward to that. That being said, everybody... Let's just get right into it. Um, so, Joe, what is going to be our first topic of discussion here? We're just going to unleash. All right. I think we're going to start with the most controversial scene in the entire movie, the scene with the Illuminati. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. Side. We just took the air out of the whole street. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just go first. Listen. All right, yeah. Who, go I first. Jumped, I jumped out of my chair when I saw Xavier, and they played that fantastic Yes, let's go! And then we see hot-ass Captain Peggy. Look, 
gorgeous. Just saying. Oh, she was thinking all the right better. places. Holy no. crap! Man. Yo, this man Yo. is just waiting to save Mommy Carter, bro. Free <laughs> Larson! I mean, I don't disagree. Replaced. Let me repeat I that. Free Larson gets replaced. <laughs> I couldn't be any fucking happier. And then, holy crap, my heart dropped. John Kaminsky as motherfucking Mr. Woo. Fantastic. Holy hell. Then they all just fucking died by, of all people, Wanda. What the fuck? Yeah. Okay, I'm done. Can I jump off of that real quick? <laughs> yeah. Because um, we, oh. we, we mentioned it a little bit when we were talking behind the scenes. I was like, well, first off, Reed appearing on screen was like the first big pop for like my theater that I was sitting in. Cause I don't think a lot of them watched What If, so they, they weren't really familiar with Captain Carter, but like right. when Captain Carter showed up on screen, I was excited as well. Me too. I agree. I agree with what um, Pretty Guardian was saying in regards to some <laughs> stuff there. Uh, that was definitely true. Listen, y'all know me, bro. I, let's, let's steer away from that topic. <laughs> but um, no, when Reed popped up, and the way they introduced them too, it's like I knew who they were gonna say, but my mind didn't want to believe it because I'm like, it's just been rumors and rumors. Like we saw Xavier's right. bald head in the trailer, so I was expecting him. But Reed, when he was like the smartest man alive, I was like, I was like, there's no way, bro. Right. And then they reveal him, and he was a fan cast. And this was this was kind of what we talked about a little bit before the stream. John Krasinski, or however you pronounce his last name, has been a mm -hmm. fan cast for Reed Richards. I want to say since the last Fantastic Four movie dropped. So that's a good five, maybe six years. He's been a fan cast for that. And it's kind of cool to see that come come to life, right? And then of course, Xavier popped on screen and we were we were all happy to see that as well. And I'm, I'll kind of have a similar opinion with, uh, with Jay here in terms of how these characters were killed off and the Illuminati were killed off. One of my <laughs> main problems with the movie in general was like power scaling seemed to be on a tilt. For some, for some uh, scenes. Because I was like, they disrespected my man's black boat. He went out, like, yes. so easily. Mm -hmm. uh, Reed himself went out so easily. He just got noodled. Like, everybody just <laughs> went out easily, man. I was like, what is this, bro? Like, and, and it went back, like, power scaling for me fell off at times. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. That's one of the things that really bugged me about this movie. Now, I will say... Yeah, like, I, in some scenes like that one, she's super duper powerful and in other scenes she's not that powerful like remember right. the scene where she was running in the sewers and they dropped the door and we're also we're like we know she's gonna get through but like there was a little pause there was a little tension i was like that was unnecessary because we just saw her destroy a that's entire the horror team that's of the, the best that's, people that's yeah the horror, that's the yeah. horror aspect is, is she gonna sneak up on you you know i, I sit here and I listen to people complain about this Illuminati scene, and and I and I can't help but but shake my head because uh, you know we're 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 talking about the black. The, I mean, we're talking about the uh, the the Scarlet Witch here. We're talking about Scarlet Witch, okay? And and so why were you all surprised that Scarlet Witch just massacred everything? You know what was the scariest? The scariest cap character in all of the What If series? The scariest fucking character. How about zombie Scarlet Witch? Nobody oh, wanted to fuck with zombie Scarlet Witch. So why are we sitting here all, all, all butthurt about the fact that Scarlet Witch just murdered a bunch of motherfuckers? Okay, hold like, on. I think like, it's, I'm no, that's where you're wrong. That's not what I Xavier said. Xavier is the yeah. most powerful mind in the universe just to get his, uh, metaphorically, his neck snapped in his mind. That was bullshit, Pest. 
You ain't getting away but with also that. Also, to add well, on to that, it's not the, even the, thing. the fact that she killed them. It's, once again, the inconsistency. If she's going to be OP yes. in, one, in one scene, make her OP for the entire movie. Don't make her OP for one scene. Where was she so, not right? Where was she not I right? Now, I'm now, impressed on this because I think she was OP the entire yeah, time. Where the fuck? Where was like Yo, from I'm the very beginning, the they told us she can rewrite reality. If you have the power that to shape entire, reality around your whim, everything else was just bullshit. That entire, entire orchard. I know you she said it was for the horror the factor, but that entire orchard. chase scene, she was not using her powers to the fullest. No, Even because I, she was playing with them. Is the horror thing. She was playing like, with. I'll, them. I'll say this, and I can't believe that I'm that because I didn't really like care for the movie or any of these real any of these aspects really. But I will say, Kush in defense of this point she had the dark hold and the dark yeah. hold actually amped her powers up and yes. I, and i think a failing of this movie was that they didn't really make that part of it clear like right. you know what i mean like if you look at uh, infinity war Good and point. Endgame and stuff like that they made it super clear that thanos like leveled up because of the infinity stones and like with each one like he actually got more powerful with with this movie the dark hold is what made her unbeatable, but they never really like. I'm glad you brought that up. But, one, that but once again, right? I feel like we're now it's semantics with my specific complaint of inconsistencies with it because I agree. I, with you I agree with all that, right? Yeah. Uh, this is where I it came back to my initial, um, you know, when we all did our opening statements type of thing. I was like, it needed another 30 minutes. Like that would have been perfect if we had another 30 minutes because I feel like the first, like the first 45 minutes of the movie felt kind of rushed to me. And, and I was surprised when it ended in two hours. Like, oh, for some reason, I was expecting something a bit longer. Like, just that first 45 minutes felt rushed. They didn't explain the difference between what her source, I mean, her witchcraft is compared to Doctor Strange's sorcery. They dropped one line about it. That was it. I was like, I feel like you could get into more about it. And like you right. just brought up, they could get into the actual thing that is the Darkhold and why right. it is so powerful. And even with the Book of Ashanti, like, that was... Like when when as they glossed over was the gone, book of Ashanti, yeah, they glossed too. over yeah, that so over much. It. I'm just like, yeah, another is half so hour, another half hour would have been so just like just to explain all of that. So you know what? What we should have did was we should have took 30 minutes from the Batman and put it into Doctor Strange. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we should have fucking did. If Yo, we took uh, 30 minutes and put it over there. All right. Well, to Chris's point, I feel like the movie was long enough. It was literally just pacing issues. Like there were certain parts that they probably could have cut or changed or elaborated more on that sort of thing. Fair yeah. point. Yeah. Fair point. And I, I'm gonna I'm gonna interject here and basically, I was really split on this scene because I understand what they were doing. I mean, everybody in this scene is a variant, so killing them off doesn't really do much. It does exist somewhere. Right. I, I will however, agree. Agreed. Agreed. However, the way that they go out so quickly is the issue that I have. It's like yes. with Black Bolt, you're going to tell me that a guy that was trained not never to speak unless he was attacking somebody, when his mouth is removed, is going to all of a sudden <laughs> yeah. yell into his own head. And then you're going to tell me that a super soldier who is who has the quickest reflexes is going to get killed with her own shield. And right. then the smartest mind in the world is going to say, this guy can kill you with a whisper. He's, he's going to literally tell he's you gonna how tell to kill you. his friends. <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then not only that, but he's not going to see his own fate coming if he's the smartest man alive. And Xavier... That was the worst part. <laughs> you're going to kill him with a snap of the neck? 
you're not you're not going to kill him any other way. You're, you're just going to get behind him and snap his neck, and it's over. The yeah, way they went out is is the problem in my entire opinion. I, I would agree with <laughs> well, that. From- also, like they didn't prep. You know what I mean? Like they knew like that she was a threat, but they were like so arrogant. Like, oh, we're. We're we're not gonna worry about it. Like this, she's not a yeah. big deal. Like, in are that you case, serious? Mark, like she has the dark yeah. hold, and like Mark, you in, don't even... in that case, and and then it, like I, I feel like we should like will go. He's been trying to get in here for a minute now. Yeah. I see. Yeah, you yeah I'm sorry, but, man. I'm I'm, I'm taking over there. In, in that case, and now I'm arguing. I guess for the other side is um. Would you say in terms of the arrogance? I feel like they were they were supposed to be portrayed that way. Like that was just the vibe they gave off from the beginning. Go ahead, there, Will though. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I basically 100% agree with you there, Joe. Like, I was so excited to see Captain Carter, a new Captain Marvel, Black Bolt back from the Inhumans, Reed Richards, and Charles Xavier. We have a new Illuminati here in live action. Now, granted, I was expecting a multiversal Illuminati, like all these yes. variants would be from different Earths. So, A, that makes me happy that this Captain Carter that died is not the same Captain Carter from What If, mm-hmm. but also... For me, it's like, okay, we get to see these characters that some of us have been waiting decades, like like maybe like five to like 15 years to see on the screen again, in the case of Charles Xavier and Reed Richards. Like we have new versions again. I I think it would have been better in my personal opinion if they she either would have trapped them or knocked them unconscious mm-hmm. as opposed to killing them. I mean, yes, yeah. they're variants. It doesn't matter if they die. We will probably more than likely see versions of these characters again. But I think it would just would have been so much cooler if they were trapped or unconscious and either come back later in the movie or maybe come back for one of the post-credit scenes and then like we need to regroup, we need to get new members, and then we see somebody else come in. Name or, so, or, or, and, or, and if, you're gonna, or yeah. if you're gonna kill off versions of these characters, make sure it's the right ones. Don't kill off a fan cast. Yeah. That we've been waiting for forever. <laughs> don't kill off. Don't kill off Xavier from the best series ever. And if you're gonna kill Captain Marvel, do it to Brie Larson for yes! God's sake. <laughs> Yo, I want. I want to say because Pete hasn't yeah. said anything about the Illuminati yet. Pete, what's your? Oh yeah, Pete's it? been in here for a minute. I, I thought like I was not. There were not many people in my theater, but the but the gasps for Black Bolt. And then the applause for everybody down the line and the Illuminati intros was really something. And then they knocked them all off five minutes later. I thought that made this like a horror movie because that was everybody's worst horror uh, exposed to them of we get John Krasinski and then we're going to kill him off. I'm sure we still get him as Reed Richards in a real movie in, in 616 um, just without a beard or something just to make his variant a little different. Right. Um, I, I love the, the I, I love the, the gore and the bloodbath. Like this could have been an R, if they just let her go a little, a little more apeshit, and <laughs> I, they they could have added in that half hour. But the whole movie was all killer and no filler. There wasn't a moment where you could. I, I can't imagine whether there's time that you could have taken a, a, a break and run to the bathroom. That was a constant for the first forty five minutes. Just bam, bam, bam. And it, it just kept rolling. And I loved mm-hmm. it. it, it, it not, not even the, the intro credits. It was fantastic. Yeah, Let me hop was, in right off of Peter here. Oh, go ahead. Who was that? It was, it was really quick. It was, just, it was go yeah. from the get-go. Like, the second the movie started, we were already with Defender Strange and America Chavez from that other dimension being chased mm-hmm. by that weird, like, mummy rap demon tentacle right. monster. And yeah. then, bam, we're back into Dimension 616, as it's now designated. 
Yeah. And yeah, this movie moved really quickly. We were there from the, the, the initial attack to the wedding to the attack from Gargantos to um, tra- traversing the multiverse to meeting Illuminati. Like all of that happened. Like I, I timed it. All of that, all those events happened within one hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What I was yeah. going to say right off of Peter was that, and I think this was also a response to one of the things that Will said, which is that the way that they executed them i was fine with because i wanted it to be a rated r movie once they started leaning into like a gory killing i was like all right don't give me halfway of that give me full just go full send with it you know what i'm saying like i wanted to say like all right if captain carter's gonna die by her shield let me see her get chopped in half bro like let me see some blood out of reed richards and you know we got some pretty gory scenes like when um he was uh steven went to that one dimension that was two dimensions like combined or something like that and that one doctor strange fell onto the gate post and stuff i was like oh, oh yeah. yeah give me yeah, more yeah. of that because i i like that for like the vibe this movie had um but also what they needed to do was tone down the comedy a bit because that sometimes <laughs> i was yeah, like yeah sometimes i was like yo we got like we just saw somebody get decapitated so we just saw somebody got split in half and then there's like yeah, a joke a five seconds later <laughs> i'm like yo all right Kyle, let's let's tone down the comedy that's, a bit if we're gonna go with all this killing push, and that's stuff that's an example of like kevin foggy interfering with the director I think. yeah because sam yeah. raimi came out and said that hey i didn't get to do my full movie the way i wanted to they pretty much interfered with the whole movie. he already said that the movie's only been out for yeah. a couple days i know <laughs> i do have i do have to i do have to address a question in the chat from shay yes, uh he's asking any of us if we were disappointed that we didn't see superior iron man tom cruise i am okay i am because i thought for sure like in the trailers and stuff that, little that, was flash happen, that we now yeah. know is the ultimate bro they literally Marvel. called them ultron bots and i was like we're either gonna see ultron or we're gonna yes. see some type of iron man but we didn't i thought we were either gonna see an alternate tony stark or we we're gonna see arno stark like and i was super disappointed that neither one of them was part of the illuminati I, I was, think them and I think him and John Krasinski would be overload to have both of them in there. So I mean, you can see would, why they were one or the other. It would still be cool, but I mean, with this movie, like with Spider-Man and this movie, both these movies got leaked out to no end. Like a, we, a lot of us knew, like those of us that were following the news and the leaks, a lot of us knew already who was going to be in this movie. And Superior Iron Man was only ever rumored. Nothing was like trusted from a, like a, a, a reliable source or like from a reliable leaker on the many different social media platforms. The only ones that were ever confirmed were uh, Charles Xavier, um, Captain Carter, uh, I think uh, the different Captain Marvel. The, the three, the surprises were Black Bolt and Reed Richards because I was never sure if we were going to see him, but the fact that we had to see him was just so fucking cool. You know, it was um, cool, but it was just pure fan service. I feel like there was no real yeah. purpose to have those characters in there. They didn't really battle Wanda. They didn't really like add to the story. Like you could have taken that whole thing out and it would still be the same story just without that pop. And, and since right. we already knew that most of those characters were there, that it, it greatly diminished the pop that actually exists in that movie. So I, so I don't know. That, that's that's so just my pest, I see you. I'm going to let you go. But and now I feel weird because I'm arguing against the part of the point that I made earlier. But I feel like that scene needs to stay to show how powerful she is. Once again, my argument was just have her be like that the entire movie. Um, And I saw a comment uh, from the chat here from Kid Blue that I agree with. I 
part of me likes that scene because they have been holding back Wanda in terms of how powerful she is for the entire MCU, just like they've been holding back Steven. Steven has still been hold, held back, and yes. we finally saw, you know, he got the third eye thing, you know, so he's getting the effects. We'll see where that goes, but go ahead, Pat. I see you've been trying to get it. Well, well, he actually does have a third eye in the comic book, so it's, that's that's comic book accurate. Um, he, he ends up getting it a, a little later on. Um, one of the things, because I, I hear you guys talking about, like, this particular scene and some of the other things in this movie and and I, I gotta be honest I sit here and I feel unbothered unbothered and here's the reason why I feel unbothered because basically Marvel told us in two hours we can do whatever the fuck we want we can kill <laughs> we can kill who we want we can bring who we want here we can do what we want don't fall in love with the character we might kill him and replace that some bitch i'm good like that that's the reason why listen that's the reason why i sit here unbothered because it's like oh man they killed all these characters yeah but they'd be back though like yeah, do characters ever really die do these do these characters ever really die well, well, that's why I said. But past the part, even they bring them back, they're just gonna be thinking, "Oh, they're just gonna get killed by some Joe Schmo anyway." You know that deepens the characters. No, it doesn't. Not when there's thought. an infinite. Not when there's an infinite number of these motherfuckers. It doesn't. You just get another one. Oh, oh, oh Tony <laughs> Stark and So there's no stakes. Get so there's no stakes. One. I mean, so there's no uh, stakes. If, if you if you like the actor that's playing that character, you better hope they don't die, motherfucker. Like <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't answer my question. Man, I'm so well, like I, I said before. I'm so I mean, sad Robert Downey Jr.'s not Tony Stark no more, but Tom Cruise will do though. I mean, like <laughs> <laughs> we good, we good. Yeah, I know. I know their variance is just the fact that there are certain variants that. We like we wanted to see like we wanted to see that Xavier go the distance, kill the other one off. Don't kill that one. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and I'm normally like nor you know, and I know I'm like I'm taking up all the oxygen in the room here, but like normally like I would be the first person to say that like it's not really. You know, just because like you wanted to see something happen, just because that thing didn't happen, that shouldn't necessarily deem a movie bad, right? Yeah. So I'm not gonna say that like, that I had problems with the movie because it didn't do those things. But I do think that it would have been a million times better of a movie had they given the Illuminati something to actually do instead of this one battle. Like it, it, it didn't really serve to it, it. didn't really serve the movie well at all to just have them like die off like that. You know what I mean? Like you know, you're just basically presenting these presenting these these characters because they're fan favorites or or fan like wish. You know what I mean? Like fan cast, you know, fan cast or whatever. But you're not really like like serving your story well. And I feel like they had a real opportunity to like actually utilize those characters within the story mm. across various universes. And they just didn't, they just completely dropped the ball with that one. Yeah. I can agree with that. Like if, if, they, if, if they came back with, if those characters came back in the final battle, like say um, they helped out Strange on that other universe fighting the Sinister Strange, or if they came yeah. back to that the the Kathan Temple where Wanda was, and they fought her there with Strange and Wong, that would have that would have been better. I'm not saying like oh that would have made the movie infinitely better, but I'm just saying like 
storytelling wise and character wise that would have me- meant that those characters served a purpose in that story other than just being never fan service now granted i don't mind fan service i very much enjoyed seeing those characters on the big screen but if you give me like give if you give me these characters with substance and reason it makes it more enjoyable for the the average going viewer to like say hey these characters showed up for five minutes and then they came back later and said oh, these characters showed up for five minutes Right. And yeah, before exactly. we move on, I'm going to I'm going to paraphrase what Matt from Monstrosity says here. Woo. He basically says that Oh, hey Matt. If if a character's death no longer holds any significance, what in these movies does? What it well so said. I want to jump in on that real quick because okay. to me the stakes were never like who like a a life or death sort of matter in to me, it was always about like, okay, Scarlet Witch is going to come in and she's going to be unstoppable. What is going to have to happen in order to resolve that? Because she can just keep terrorizing universe after universe throughout the multiverse. And effectively, like Doctor Strange can't really stop her, whatever. They had to kind of work within the plot and her motivations and create a situation that stops her. You know what variant I would have liked to see? Sorry to cut you off, but you know what variant I would have liked to see come come back that would have stopped Scarlet in her tracks is if they brought Quicksilver back. Oh, you already made a better so. movie. So, so I just I just, I just I just I just want to say I just want to say this. I want to I want to respond to that comment about character deaths. <clears throat> Here's the thing: character deaths in in Earth six one six, those deaths matter. Character deaths in in universe seven six two. Who gives a shit? I don't care. <laughs> I, I don't care. I care about six one six characters because that's the main focus of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. There are these characters. So if these characters die, then it's like fuck. We're not going to get that character anymore. But I'm telling you what. <clears throat> when we get to this this fucking multiversal civil war secret war shit and you see Iron Man and you see Captain America and you see Black Widow even though it won't be that Black Widow because that Black Widow ain't never coming back but you're gonna see you're, you're gonna see all these characters they're all gonna have to be there so as long as the characters in our universe that we're supposed to be viewing here don't die we're good can I hit you with something in addition to that? The characters in the 616 universe, their deaths don't matter either because they're not real deaths. Like we've seen, how many times have we seen Loki die? Right. right? Like how, you know what I mean? Like how many right. times have we seen somebody die and then like in the next movie they they exist? We saw Spider-Man, you know what I mean? Like basically like turn to vapor and then he's back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, 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 I get what you're saying is like, there's more impact because that is like the universe that, that is sort of like Marvel prime, right? Like, so those Random characters thought. are like the prime characters, but still, even those deaths, the, we know within a few movies, we're going to see it. We're going to see at least another version of that same person. Random thought right. off of that, Mark, I would be really angry or or just i don't know just i'd be feeling some type of way if we see earth prime but let's call it that if we see earth prime want to come back because we didn't see her die let's keep it real we did not see her die yeah i'm she's probably the best villain that we had loki and then also the most vicious and i'm like bro 
what she did, she deserves to die. <laughs> like, yeah. you can't have consequences for the villains, because that was she was. And like I said, she was vicious with it. Like, that's another thing where, it's, where you're like, okay, if, the, if this villain doesn't have consequences, why can't we excuse what this dude's about to do or something like that? Mm-hmm. But it's like, I can see that they're going to bring her back. Because once again, we didn't see her die. We just saw her got mm-hmm. covered in rubble. We sure mm-hmm. didn't. I wonder sure how did. much of like, hell, like House of Harkness is gonna have to do with like, bro. Because bro, if she comes back, are we just think. like everybody she killed? We're just like, all right, yo, day, it's whatever. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I would be ha- perfectly happy if we get um, like, you know, the Wanda with the kids or a Wanda from another universe. But that one, I got a feeling that she's coming back because we didn't see her die. Right. Well, I have a feeling we could talk about this all night, yep. but I think we're gonna have to move on to. Doctor Strange, Dark Strange, and Zombie Strange. <laughs> All right, how about this? Pretty Garden, kick kick it off. I don't have any opinions about them all. So what I was kind of interested in seeing as far as like Doctor Strange in this movie is his character development. They started out by talking about kind of how selfish he is, like with Dr. Palmer making that statement about how he always has to be the one holding the knife. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they set it up to where he could maybe start growing in future films, but I don't feel like he really got the right amount of character development in this one. And I think it was kind of a weakness of the film, especially when they started showing that alternate universe, Dr. Palmer, where she was highly competent and arguably working on multiversal stuff way bigger than what Dr. Strange was doing. But I don't feel like they fully expanded on that. Um, so I, I just would like to see more from him maybe in the next movie. Yeah, and it seems yeah. like what's happening at the end of, you know, whenever Dr. Strange 3 comes out, it's him and Clea and they go and venture off together and, and explore that. And it seemed that he found closure with, what does he do now? He's, he's you know, he defended the, you know, the universe and, you know, helped out Spider-Man, but doesn't seem to, probably doesn't seem to remember that. And then now he's, uh, come back and he has to when he's walking around at the end it's just the what else am I going to do I'll go get a coffee and then you know the next adventure starts so I think they'll start to explore his future and reading ahead on Clea it seems they get married in, in some cases so there's a lot of potential for where his arc can drift off into the third one but this one took care of his you know self-satisfaction and you know dialing in his ego and his personality to a degree so much that at the end instead of being the one to take the knife and cut out whatever was in America and take it out, he let her take over, and that uh, made the difference at the end. Well said. Yeah, yeah I, I, I completely agree with what um with what uh, Guardian was saying. Um, and then going off of what Mason just said, it's like we we see where he got at the end of the movie, but that actual like development. They just told us it happened. They didn't show us that it happened. And I went yeah. back. I don't know if yeah. I said this during the stream or if I was saying this behind the scenes where I was like, at some points, it felt more like a Wanda sequel than a Doctor Strange sequel. Because yeah. we got way more from Wanda than we did from Strange, which right. is fine. But he's the titular cal- character, right? So it's like the development that we see at the end of the movie, it, I don't count it as like a good thing because they just told us that's where he ended up. We didn't see it happen. Right. Yeah, I, 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 I will just say right off the bat, I actually thought, despite how silly it was, the effect on Zombie Strange. I mean, you couldn't get more Sam Raimi than that. I thought yeah. seeing us, you know, because we've been 
they've been teasing the Marvel zombies since uh, what? Spider Man. What's the one with Jake Gyllenhaal there? Uh, home Wrecker. Uh, far, uh, far from home. Far from home. Far from home. Far from home. Yeah. Oh, far from good. They started yeah. teasing Marvel zombies <laughs> back then. So it was cool that we finally got like a Marvel zombie. Um, and Sam Raimi. We got him in What If too, though. Oh wow! Yeah. Disney yeah. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, you should check it out, screen. bro. I'm saying on screen, big screen. We got to see a, a Marvel zombie, and that was pretty cool. Um, I just thought the Guitar Hero battle at the end was fucking yes. stupid. I was, kind of agree oh, with that. Come on. I actually have something to add to that. That could have been so much better had the music that they were actually shooting at each other be character themes. Ooh. You know? <laughs> they were actually themes of different characters. Like the Dark Strange was doing villain themes and the and Doctor Strange was doing hero themes. That would have been kind of cool. But I thought that was pretty good. Was, it wasn't good. I, mean, I, I, I want to throw one on Pete real quick because he worked he he's the editor of NewYorkStateMusic.com. He covers music. So what was your thought seeing this music note battle, Pete? As, as soon as Strange started just looking at the notes and, and uh, the sheet music and the notes started drifting up, I was like, oh, this is going to get good. And it really, really did. They just kept going back and forth, just seeing the, you know, immediately my first thought was, how are they filming this when they're just having to do that? And then again, then again on the other side, just kind of throw your hands out. It's just Benedict on, in two different costumes. And as these, as the, as the staff and the notes are coming out, I'm just like giddy, like this is great. And then silence. And then that one harp note saves them. And then it just picks back up again. I think, however, that, uh, I, I want to know how that scene was written because that had a lot of fun to it. And they, I, I think they geeked out and got creative with it and said, what if we did this? And you know, that, you know, the evil strange or is it sinister strange? Uh, sinister strange, strange. strange. Yes. That was, he, he was an unexpected uh, um, highlight to the to the film. I had a different vision going in of how the strangers would be there. And I thought he would just be the evil guy, but turns out he just, you know, the dark hole took, took hold of him. And the bat, that, that was one of the more fun battles of the movie, short of the Illuminati Wanda. I will give that it was a very creative idea that you're fighting with uh, mystical music. I'll, I'll give it that. That's a really cool idea. And it's Scott Pilgrim did it really better, cool. just saying. <laughs> Scott Pilgrim can do it better, yes. Scott Pilgrim is the goat, though, so what are we talking about? That's true. That's also true. true. true That's enough. also true. That's I'm, also true. I'm you sorry, know what? Uh, I, I, uh, feel, I, feel I, like... I, I interrupt you. Go ahead, Wildman. I interrupt you. My bad. You're good. But anyway, I, I think while the idea is creative, Joe, that's a perfect, that's a, that would have been a perfect way to have done that. Different themes. See, like give me the more... rights to this movie. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Pess, you have something I, uh, to say because I want to yeah, go too, but go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, I really, I really enjoyed the fact that Zombie Strange gave a motivational speech. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Zombie Strange gave a yeah, motivational speech. That was funny. <laughs> That's great. I thought that was, I thought that was, good, was just perfect because. Uh, it, we we always see a zombie and it's always a bad guy, but to see a zombie be the hero, I thought that was pretty damn cool. I enjoyed oh. that a lot. Check out the movie Warm Bodies, bro. One of my low-key favorite movies. You want to see a zombie be a good person. But what I wanted to say was that in general, so this is going to be very subjective for everybody how that scene went down because uh, executing magic well in a movie is hard to do because of the fact that it's going to be hit or miss for people. And like for me, it was kind of a miss because once again, 
Uh, we didn't know what the difference is between Wanda's witchcraft and Stranger's sorcery. They never got into that. So when we got to the music battle, I'm just like, are, are they just throwing notes at each other? What's the effect of them getting hit by the notes? Like, it kind of reminded me, for anybody that watched uh, the Harry Potter films, like, mm -hmm. towards the, like, the latter half of the franchise, like, it, they were just using wands as pistols, bro. They were just throwing stuff at each other. They weren't really, like, we don't know Fair what point. they were being hit with. They were Fair just point. being hit with bright blasts of light, essentially. And that's kind of what this was to me. It was, but like I said, it's hit or miss. It will be subjective. Magic is very hard to execute in a film setting. I think overall, just like the battles overall in this movie were like underwhelming to me when you consider like how they were like bending realities in the first Doctor Strange movie. And even yeah. in like, like, like uh, No Way Home, like, you know what I mean? Like when, uh, when Doctor when Strange is fighting Spider-Man, like it didn't that feel battle epic. was a million times better than any battle that happened in this movie. So I kind of went in like thinking we were going to get like a step up stuff. from that first one. And it just really never happened. And I, I think that this one. Your dimension, why not? Yeah, I mean, you could have done so so much more with it. And I, I just feel like the, you know, having just just reducing it to like these guys just pulling notes off of like paper and turning them into like shurikens and stuff was just not it wasn't the move. <laughs> That's man. a great like, point you, you bring up, because like I was saying, the epicness, like, yeah, I can believe like in the first movie, we saw New York City get split in half with the murder mention and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I just just like the size of the battles or whatnot, I guess. Yeah. Yo, uh, Pretty Guardian, what'd you think of the music note? Bah, music note battle. I wasn't a huge fan of the music note battle. One thing that I did really like in the fight scenes, though, is I, I felt like they leaned into the Scarlet Witch's witchcraft iconography. And there was like a lot of little details, like the, the stained fingertips that were turning black or the runes that she was using. At the end of the, the Wanda series, she had actually learned from that other witch, like how to start using runes and stuff. So mm -hmm. I feel like she had this kind of supernatural ability to see what was happening with the magic and then manipulate it to her own way. So like when she was trapped in the mirror and then she started poking through and snatching people from their reflections, that was really fucking cool. Oh, well, when she, when she yeah. came out of the mirror and she was yes. all twisted up? Yes, oh, that was cool. So that's a good segue. So I want that that's was another topic so dope. Is, is Wanda. So let's, that'll be our next raw topic here. That's America's Wanda. newest crush. <laughs> um, my only complaint is maybe someone can fill me in because I never watched WandaVision. What the fuck happened to her Russian accent? Like, Okay, so... <laughs> It, they actually address that in the show. Go ahead. Yes. Go ahead. It, it seems like whenever she gets super emotional, whether rage, uh, depression, or any any sort of like extreme emotion, that's when it really comes out. But but whenever she's mellow or like she's focused, that's when it like that's where she still has her disguised okay. American accent. Mm. Gotcha. I was just confused because I'm like, wait a minute, isn't she rushed? You know, like in, you know, in, in like Age of Ultron, yes. Civil War, so yes. she had a she's, very she's heavy still... Russian accent. You know, like. Yeah, she, well, she, they, they kind of got rid accent. of it by Civil War. She kind of just kind of had like a normal American accent, I thought. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's Mommy. all. But uh, I listen. My problem is it's like this movie. Was, okay, this is not a diss on Elizabeth Olsen or Wanda or like the character. It was just I just didn't like that. This was like a big hide and seek game. Like we're gonna run away from Wanda, and she's like trying to find her imaginary kids, and like 
Oh, I just thought it was just a, it was just a tad bit. The, the the plot was just a tad bit silly for my taste, but but when she was like doing her magic and killing shit, it was fucking cool. But I just thought her motivation and just the overall plot of the movie with her was just so fucking silly in my opinion. And it was kind of hard to fathom that, but that's just me. Um. <laughs> For what me, do you think was silly this, about her motivation? I feel like we need to unpack that real quick. Yeah, because I actually because, do want to get into it too. Yeah. This, this is the first Marvel movie where you needed to watch one of the Disney Plus shows in um, order to understand good the game. Yes. 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 You, could, you could watch Loki, you could watch What If, you, you, you it wouldn't matter if you watched yeah. those two and then watch this, but if and, you did not watch WandaVision, you would be completely like, wait, why is, and, why and, is and, Wanda thing, the bad right? guy? And, like, oh. and this is a point this is a point where people are is gonna get uh, they're gonna get controversial with it as well because as a movie in my opinion there shouldn't be prerequisites in order for you to understand what's going on right okay. however okay. we're at a we're at a very specific point where it's like this is almost like a culture at this point where it's like bro you know you're <laughs> yeah. like 20 something right. movies in it's like yeah. maybe you should have you know it's it's so weird i can see both sides of the argument because one one part of me is like they shouldn't need for me to spend more of my money to go watch this show for me to understand a movie that I'm already spending money to watch. Hey, and man, the other you, side is like, I but think, you know what? We're in you're a big thing deep. right now. Yeah, you're in too think, deep think, right now. I think it's traditional though, like within, even within like comic book culture, right? Like, because like, if you look at any, really even now, like, you know what I mean? They still do it. Like you can read, like say a Spider-Man comic. And unless you haven't, you know, unless you've read like, X issue of Fantastic Four that Spider-Man might be in, you're not going to get the full scope. You'll still understand what's happening in that particular title, but you're not going to get the full backstory. And that's mm -hmm. that's yeah. a tactic that Marvel has used since the 60s. Mm -hmm. And I think I they're just, just bringing that in now to their Well, not their Marvel, films, basically any properties. comic book company. Ever. Really, yeah. But like I said, yeah. I can yeah. see both sides. Yeah. I can see both sides because like, like, yo, you still got to go spend money on Disney Plus to watch WandaVision, so I can see both sides. And I'm going to be honest. I love this Wanda. I love this yeah. Wanda. I know and people are, like, asking about, people are asking about, like, her motivations and stuff, but, like, okay, for, for Jay should be the only one here that doesn't understand her motivation. Mm -hmm. Like, that's, he should be the only one here that does not get what her motivation is. Yes, she got over, she got over the grief of losing vision, right? Because that's because that's essentially what the what the the hex in New Jersey was was her dealing with Vision's death. Right. She got past Vision's death, but this weird fucking thing happened, and she manifested two kids. Now, she, when the show was over, she was very sad about those kids going away, and she says, "Thank you for letting me be your mom. Thank mm -hmm. you for choosing me." Yes, right. So, so the emotional attachment of her children is there. But she goes off and she's she's feeling better, but then she starts fucking with that dark hold. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then that mm -hmm. dark hold shows her, hey, by the way, you know those kids you miss every day because they're not here? There's a million of them out there and they're yeah. all over the place. And she's like, wait, what? Tell me more. And now we get this wonder. The motivation mm -hmm. is not that hard to understand. I, I, I can get why people would be like, well, I thought she felt better after WandaVision. She felt she felt better after Vision. Mm -hmm. She felt right. better. She felt she felt better about Vision. They never addressed how she felt about them kids. And at the end of WandaVision, she's messing with the dark hold, and one of the kids goes, "Mom," and she's like, "What?" 
and she leaves. We know what her motivation is. The dark hold has made this lady crazy, and now she's she's my dead husband, whatever. But these kids, I need them. Like that's right. That's that's what it is. That goes that goes back to what like I was saying earlier about the movie, which is. Yeah, like you can you can definitely like look at like what the dark hole does to a person and like it makes them more powerful, but it also makes them insane. And it also like clouds the judgment and turns them into the antithesis of what they actually are. Right. right? And they don't like why did that. the movie not lean into that explanation? They just they basically have, yes. made her look selfish. Yeah. You know I mean, like I, you know I I mean? instead of that. saying, oh, well. This this is a this is a woman who loves her children so much she'll traverse a different universe to get them. But they never leaned into the fact that like those kids were happy with another version of her that is really their mother. And like Somebody what happens to her? So, so I think they were that, like, like what happens to the mom? She's like, oh, don't go there. And then you find right. out what's happening to that mom that she seems to just be revisiting constantly. And I thought it was great placement on two levels. One. It's a Disney, it's a Disney property. They had Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, and before that, they had a some black and white Mickey Mouse uh, cartoon that the kids were watching. And who's the bad guy in Snow White and the Seven Dwarves? It's an evil witch, right? And that evil witch, uh, um, well, the queen disguised as an evil witch. That's a little bit of uh, Wanda right there, and then that kind of foreshadows what happens at the end, where she shows she's the bad guy right to the kids. And Doctor Strange is let, when he's like, no, no, wait, hold. And then she lets, she kind of mm-hmm. digs her own grave and then met, you know, metaphorically does and then physically makes her own grave by cra- letting it all crash down. Right. I thought yeah. there were some really good segments in there. Yeah, that, like, I, yeah, I, I, yeah I, I love that. that. I love that. I can that. agree with that. I thought that, I thought, uh, but, but I will say they could have done a better job explaining the dark hold and what the dark, they, they gave it to you in bits and pieces throughout the movie and you have to piece it together. There was no big chunk that said, all right, look, Dark Hole got her crazy. That's what's happening here. You kind of have to know that. Right. Um, you know, as, as, a, as a comic book fan, I know a lot of people who go see Marvel properties are not necessarily comic book fans, but mm-hmm. us, we knew what was going on. We knew. Yeah. We knew she, she that, that, that Dark Hole, that, that, that I'm saying, it, it got up in her. It got up in her, and, and, and she couldn't fight the feeling no more. I got to meet yeah. these kids, and if I got to murder everybody to do it, I'm going to meet these kids. Yeah, right. If, I do the think future, there were some. They, uh, I'll go ahead. Go for it. I was oh, going to say in the future. I think it might have been a little bit of a delay. There. I was just going to say in the future, if they bring back in the future, yeah. Uh, uh, they need to they need to do a better job. But more importantly, like we we I believe me and Pest touched upon this earlier. If they bring back the Book of Ashanti, don't just plop it in there like an object and completely right. ignore it. That, like right. they like there was so, no explanation yeah, for that. I'm mad, I was mad about that. That book is so fucking important. That book is so important, and they treated it like it was the cat in the hat. Like what are we doing <laughs> here, bro? This book is important. If, yeah, if, that was strange. If they can get their hands on that book. They could have killed. They could have killed Wanda in the first five minutes of the movie. Yeah, there's no movie, bro. Roll there's the no fucking movie, credits. There's Roll, no movie. If he gets that book, Wanda's ass is done. Roll the credits. So like, right. but they but they treated it like it was just. Oh yeah, it's Martha Stewart's cookbook. Whatever we use. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, got it. Back for, there's here. there's a name for that type of object, like in in media. I forget what it's called, uh, but like that was one of those things. Oh, a MacGuffin, right? Yeah, it was just it was one of those. I'm like, you can't reduce it to that. 
No. Yeah. yeah, and that goes into what I was going to say about missed opportunities. Like, that was one. Um, another missed opportunity is they only showed, like, one other variant of Wanda, and that's the one that she takes over. Yeah, they didn't right. show any other universes. And what they could have done, and I, this is going to be controversial. I don't know if everybody's going to agree with me or not. But bring her sisters in and show a variant of Scarlet Witch where it's Mary-Kate or Ashley. <laughs> what the hell they're up to nowadays? The, the Avengers are like great. the cast of Full House. I, I would love that. Yeah, <laughs> Uncle Jesse's Captain America. Yeah. <laughs> right. With that regard, with that regard fallen, that's where I um I said that as a movie title, Multiverse of Madness, sometimes it felt small in the multiverses they explored. Yeah, yeah. If they showed her, because we know we know at some point during the movie she's been chasing America for however so long. If they showed some of those. You know, we see her going through, you know, dream walking with other versions and stuff. I thought it would have been pretty cool and it, it probably would have added a good amount to the movie. Yeah. Good segue. Yeah. Good segue right there. America Chavez. That was going to be the next topic. We can delve on that real quick as we, you know, getting close to wrapping it up here. Um, so whoever wants to kick it off. I'll start. Okay. So, so I'm a fan of America Chavez from the comics, right? Like I, I'm, I'm a big young Avengers fan and, you know, like, and I like that version. And when I first saw like the trailers for this one, I was like, this, this girl is like completely miscast. Like, this is not going to be good. I actually like this version because like, if you really break it down, this is like the first time we see her and she's very young. She doesn't know how to use her powers yet. Like it's, she would be about that age, like when she entered 616, right? Mm -hmm. So looking at it through that lens, like actually made me like enjoy the character and the actress that played her actually did a great job in my opinion of playing her. Um, and, and you know, like she was in my opinion, one of the bright spots of this movie. and. You guys can take it from there. I, I, I agree with that. Jotil Gomez did a fantastic job as America Chavez. Like, granted, I, I've said this over multiple times on this specific channel. I am not an encyclopedia when it comes to Marvel, but my limited knowledge, America Chavez is not included in that limited knowledge. So seeing her on, the, on screen for this first time, I kind of got the gist of her character. I think it's really cool that they kept her uh, LGBTQ background mm -hmm. with her. Um, but as a character, I think she's really interesting. And, and Jotil did a fantastic job of conveying an emotionally confused and scared kid with this power that she really doesn't know how to control. And then when she finally gets that confidence at the end, it was just so cool to start seeing her like take control of that power and show Wanda like, hey, you're kind of fucking up. Okay, like, and I want to see where they where they bring this character in the future. I mean, I know they have certain shows and stuff coming out. The one that I think they would be able to elevate by introducing America Chavez to it is the Miss Marvel show that's coming up because that Ooh. doesn't look like it's going to be really good right now. Yeah. But if they brought her into it, it might <laughs> elevate it a little bit. <laughs> I think Miss Marvel could be fun, but that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. But we could be wrong. We could, you know, we we yeah. could totally have completely the wrong idea of what it is. Like I like WandaVision is a good example. Like when I saw like the trailers for it and the and I heard the premise of it, I was like, this is not gonna be good. This is gonna be dumb. But then like by episode three, I was like, this is like one of the greatest things that Marvel's ever done. Like I thought I I thought it was super innovative and uh and fun, and it really did push 
the the MCU forward in a new direction. You know what I mean? And so I while I'm not excited for Miss Marvel or She-Hulk or like any of these other ones that are coming forward, we won't really know how good they are until we actually start watching them. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like that might actually be like one of the better Marvel shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm really curious where she shows up in the future. Her and Wong and um, the, the the bull, the green bull guy, um, um, you know, the orange. The... Oh, he's dead. Wait, no, he was. He, Did he, he die? Um, I thought he died. He was. Uh, he was practicing the the thing. Oh, with was her, he? Oh, yeah, he was teaching her how to use the sling. Yeah. 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 I, 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 I didn't even realize that was him. I don't think we're gonna yeah. have to wait for Doctor Strange three whenever that comes. But I, I imagine her and Wong are gonna, you know, team up a little bit, and you know, we'll see, kind of see where the future goes there. Maybe she pops in some other places. Um, but her role in this was great. I really love the the visual effects of the star and uh, crossing into the other dimensions. Um, the visual uh, effects were amazing. Her visual effect was great. A whole movie. I mean, that, that I scene. That scene others. was that scene when they went through like four or five different universes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Universe, that, was, that was so cool. <laughs> that I was like Spider Man. So that was like into the Spider Verse kind of. Yeah. Like, that yeah. was the Spider Verse. Yeah. You can't that was tell the Spider Verse. <laughs> that was the Spider Verse. Yeah. That was that was amazing. I love that scene. Yo, yeah, and she's even giving out the rules of. Uh, yeah. Oh, what was it? Yo, get something to eat, and I don't remember what the other one was. But they, she was like, "Oh, I travel so much," and kind of gave gave us all the lay of the land of what's going on here, just so we're all on the same page, um, as well as Doctor Strange. So it felt like we were all um, walking through this together, um, and not like having to need this knowledge going in. Yeah. yeah. Before we move on to the last topic, uh, Pretty Garden, what's your thoughts on uh, the character of uh, America Chavez? I'm excited to see what they do with the character of America Chavez. I loved the visuals of her like punching stars and jumping through universes. I thought that was amazing. I am going to have maybe a differing opinion from everybody else here. I didn't love Sauchil's acting. Maybe it's just because she's very young and she'll become more experienced in future films. But I felt like her line delivery felt like she was reading from a script to me. It didn't sound as if somebody actually having those conversations. Wow. Wow. I, I right. have, I, I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch now. I'm gonna have to go back I, and rewatch. My my only thing is I just thought it was a little cliche, you know, oh, at the end of the movie, I believe in you, your powers, I believe in you, and then she you know, she suddenly like controls her powers like right at the end of the movie. It's a little cliche, but that's not that's more knock on the writing, not the character or yeah. the actress. It was just it's very Care Bears. Care Bears. Okay, so last topic before we wrap this up. Um, the ending, post credits, and of course we got the Bruce Camp- Campbell uh, cameo at the, you know, where he's punching himself at the post credit scene, and uh, but mainly the um, the ending and the, the post credit scene there with um, Charlie Theron there. So whoever wants to kick that off. Okay, so. It's it's a staple rule with Marvel movies. You stay till the very end of that movie. Yeah. So that first post credit scene, like, who are you? Is that Charlie Theron? Okay, who are you playing? 
Um, so I'm like, okay, it looks like they're going into the dark dimension. I believe her character, her uncle is Dormammu. Correct. So I'm, yeah. I am super curious how that's going to, how that's going to tie. Yeah, I mean, the dimension they opened up kind of looked like Dormammu's dimension. No, it was, no, <laughs> that, that, that was, was the yeah. That was, was the dark dimension. Okay, yeah. 100%. 100% it was. I had to do a double take for a second because I, I realized after the fact that it was Charlize Theron, I thought for a second it was Michelle Pfeiffer, and I thought it was, you know, the Ant Man <laughs> character there. And I was like, what's I going on? I couldn't tell <laughs> who she was. I was I like, who the fuck is that? I, I, I got to come like, at Mark Charlie because Theron, Mark right? was saying, Mark, you were saying that, like, the rumor has it she was going to be, she was auditioning for the role of uh, Sue Storm. Wrong. <laughs> you. When did I say stop, that? Stop that! Stop that, Mark. No. When, when did I say it, Mark? When you, did I say it? You, you DM'd it to me like a, like a month ago. You're like, oh yeah, it looks like uh, the rumor has it that uh, Charlie Theron's is auditioning for Sue Storm. Did I say Sue? Did I say her or did I say Emily Blunt? No, no, no. You, you said Charlie Theron. I don't, in, in his defense, I, he did I, say I, rumor I, has it. <laughs> Yeah, I did say <laughs> rumor has it regardless. Don't, don't play yeah. dumb with me. <laughs> no, honestly, I don't. I, I honestly but, don't remember saying that. But, but if you, you said, said I said dumb, it. I, but I, it was it yeah. was a pleasant surprise. Like, oh, yeah. like Charlie Saren's now in the MCU. But yeah, all I know that, is that I'm looking Charlie's... forward. Oh, I was just gonna say I'm looking forward to Doctor Strange probably finally getting somebody to love because one of the memes that came out of this movie that I found hilarious was that this man is loveless in all the all the universes that we've Every universe, every single universe, yo. Yeah, so I'm, yo, like, I'm like, they brought her, so like that's like she's like his thing? soulmate, bro. And then also, you know, like Sorcerer Supreme. I'm like, yo, you know what? Well, I, I want to see where they go with anymore. <laughs> I'm gonna address um, this one thing in the chat. Uh, Dion needs some clarification. He wants to know before we wrap up if we can touch on the topic of Mephisto because he doesn't know why everybody's talking. About okay, so in WandaVision, there that story was very heavily like adapted from a, a, a run in the comics where Mephisto created Wanda's kids, and that's that's where the mm -hmm. kids mainly come from. Now there were a, there were like a couple like teases in the show, some lines here and there that. Hint that could have hinted at his appearing, or it could have been like could have been um, uh, the character of Agatha Harkness's master. But ultimately, it was just Agatha Harkness who was the main villain, and then that transitioned to Wanda becoming the full Scarlet Witch. Mephisto could have then maybe appeared in this movie because I remember for a while back when Scott Derrickson was still directing, it was rumored that the main villain could have either been Mephisto or Nightmare. And that never was ever confirmed or denied. It just, it was lost in translation after Sam Raimi took over. This would have been a really cool place. And another character that would have been nice and we finally got a name drop for was Cathan in the comics because he, I believe Cathan is the creator of the Darkhold. And right. we went to that little, that uh, that throne for the Scarlet Witch that was created by Cathan. I believe those little creatures were like, uh, like, followers of Cathan or something like that. I'm, I'm not 100% sure on that, but basically Mephisto was, people wanted to see him in WandaVision and maybe if he didn't show up there, they wanted to see him show up in this movie. Maybe we can get Mephisto in a in a, in a, a well-done Marvel Ghost Rider movie. Ooh, that'd be cool. That would be cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, like, like Ghost Rider. Come on. Like, a, like an actual, like an actual <laughs> well-done Ghost Rider. Because listen, I like the Ghost Rider movies for what they are, right? Yeah, same here. They I were the they were supposed to just be popcorn films, right? Just 
Just go there and have have you a stupid good time. And that's cool. But now we need like a no bullshit real ghost rider that comes in I agree. And, and, and fuck shit up. Keanu, bro, can we get the pen and stare, bro? Can we get like a legit uh, pen and yeah, stare? Pen and stare, yo. baby. Like, let's let's but go. Is there any fan cast? Anybody? Anybody you want to see? Um, as the popular ones are Keanu, Keanu Reeves yeah. and the guy who plays Daryl on The Walking Dead. I forget his name. Oh yeah, oh, uh, Norman Reedus. Norman Reedus. Norman Reedus. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, he yeah he could do it too. Yeah, he could do it. Well, yeah, Keanu um, Reeves, man, come on, he's he, he's. National treasure. It's gotta be Keanu. I love Keanu, but I'm gonna keep it real, bro. There's only like two roles he's been good at, so I don't know if he's gonna execute this one. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Um, but but back to the the post credit scene. So yeah, Charlie Stern's in the MCU. I love it. I can't wait to see more of her. Second post credit scene. <laughs> we had had that so, Bruce Campbell in there. I love that to. Bruce. I love that Bruce Campbell was in this movie. Don't get me wrong; it's a Sam Raimi staple. Whenever he makes a movie, Bruce Campbell makes some sort of appearance. He made the appearance in the movie. He's like, hey, it's Bruce Campbell. Can we have done something else for the second post-credit scene? Like, no, no, it's over. I wanted, it's I over. wanted a Bruce it's Campbell. Over. I wanted a Bruce Campbell Doctor Strange in this. That's what I wanted. That would have been fucking me personally. Me personally, I would have rather seen like we're back on Earth, like eight one eight, whatever that dimension was, and we see like the ruins of the Illuminati, like. Uh, did this Coliseum, I don't know a better word for that. And all of a sudden we see the rubble and was like, oh, sorry, I'm late, guys. Oh, what the fuck did I miss? Deadpool. <laughs> That's all we did. Ah, right. Yeah, you know what right. I was expecting to see at one point? Uh, I don't know if you if it would have been cool if they had it as an end credits or whatnot, but just based off of because it was a recent film and it happened recently in the universe, I was kind of hoping to see Shang-Chi at some point. I was like, yo, is he going to pop up? Because like he's he has the connection with Wong and Wong took yeah. them. Uh, to Ivory. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, I'll be curious to see where Shang-Chi shows up next. Not sure where or when, Well, he's but... getting his own movie. They're doing another Shang-Chi movie. So. That's right. They, I think they did announce a yeah, sequel Yeah, they announced a, a couple months ago that Shang-Chi's getting another movie. Um, Eternals is not, which makes me happy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fuck that movie. And you know what? I, I know I came out, I publicly bashed Shang-Chi, but I'm going to say this. I actually like Shang-Chi more than Doctor Strange 2. I... <laughs> I do too. I, I actually like. I it never better. listen. I, I like both them, man. Booty saw special effects, and this Trevor was the worst part of that movie. Effects. but as a storytelling and something different, I thought Shang Chi was way better as a movie as a whole than this. That's just me. And like I said, I I didn't like Shang Chi, but I Trevor like ruins that movie. As far as the Bruce Campbell thing goes, I think. I think it would have been better if you know how there's a dark hold in every universe, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It would have been funnier as if he went up and found the dark hold, and it's the Necronomicon. As someone who just got into the Evil Dead franchise, that would have been so cool. By, by the by the way, by the way, if the Necronomicon did show up, it would be canon because the Necronomicon and Ash have been in Marvel Comics. That it would be canon. That is true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It would be it would be one hundred percent canon if if the Necronomicon was there. It would make okay, sense. Okay. All right. Uh, Pete, pretty garden. Anything else on the on the uh, closing scenes before we kind of wrap this up here? No, let's wrap it up and take it home. Okay. So we're gonna do this. <laughs> we're gonna go. We're gonna go. I know it's getting late, especially for us East Coasters. We'll go around in a circle. I want everybody to give their closing thoughts, a rating one through ten plug themselves one last time and we'll start with pretty guardian 
I am Pretty Guardian. You can find me at youtube.com slash Pretty Guardian. And as far as closing thoughts, I, you know, I love this movie. I thought it was really good. I'm definitely going to go back and watch it again. And I'm excited about all the implications. I want to see what happens in the next Doctor Strange movie. I hope they do a Scarlet Witch movie. And I'm interested to see where America Chavez goes next. So I feel like they, they laid a lot of really good plot hooks for this upcoming phase in the MCU. Uh, and uh, what would you get rate at one through 10? I would give it an eight out of 10. Okay, very well said. <laughs> Mason, New York State Music.com, take it away. Uh, I too will give it an eight out of ten. I, I I had a lot of fun. You know, this is why you go to movies. You know, you you sit there, you focus, you, you geek out, and you know, detach yourself a little bit. You couldn't do that during Eternals because it was just terrible from the get go. But with Doctor Strange too, we had years of anticipation and setting the stage. And I gotta say, the the, the one thing that I I liked was that I kind of psyched myself out, and I, and I want. I'm curious if others had this. Was that you get the end of Spider-Man uh, No Way Home and Doctor Strange has messed with the multiverse. And in all the trailers, Illuminati or, you know, oh, you've been, we, you gotta talk about what you did. And I was thinking the whole time, well, this just picks up right there and it didn't right. do anything like that. I was like thinking that. that too. So when we finally got the Illuminati and they're all introduced and it's in and out, I'm like, okay, so they're just here for show and just to tease us. And it was it was a lot of fun. The fact that they were dead, it was like, let's just move on. That's it. That's it. We're going to the next thing. Uh, I think Deadpool would have fit in great there. I, I really, it was until we left the movie theater and I saw the, the, the sign with all the broken glass. I was like, that would have been. So one thing. So I, I loved it. Eight out of 10. And uh, we'll definitely go back and see it again. And plug yourself in real quick. Ah, NewYorkStateMusic.com. Your yes. source for all music all across New York State. And links are in the, the description, people. All right. Kush from the hub. So with me, I'm going to give it a solid 7 out of 10. I liked the movie a lot. I enjoyed it. I had a great time watching it. Um, You know, to close out the little drawbacks that it had, I feel like the drawbacks can be easily fixed. You know, just give it either fix the pacing issues or give it another 30 minutes and it'll be fine. But like, it's a great step for a multiverse setup film, which is exactly what it was. And I think it executed that uh, well. So we'll see where it goes from here. Excellent. And of course, you know the man, the myth, the legend. Pass from GTA Sports, man. What do you got? Um, so I will also give this movie a seven. Uh, as I said in the beginning, I think that this movie is is, is, is above average. It's, it's, it's good. Um, the implications are what makes this movie uh, great to me uh, because it just sets up the stage for so many cool things to happen. And the fact that Marvel can literally do anything now, they can do anything they want. I can't wait to see what's next. So, uh, yeah, I, I personally think that, uh, you know, if you got the time and you got the money, go see this movie. If you don't, uh, well, then wait for it to come out on Disney Plus or something. I don't know. And, uh, and go from there. <laughs> you can find me on uh, YouTube at PTA Sports. You can also find me on Twitch, PTA Sports. Um, I do one show a week on YouTube, um, uh, one live show a week on YouTube, and then occasionally I do Twitch streams. So that's where you can find me. Thank y'all very much. I always love coming here, hanging out with y'all. Love having you, man. All right. 
the Magical Man Wild Band. All right, closing thoughts. I think this movie was a lot of fun. There was a really lot of fun high moments, and the, the acting was overall just really good. But my little problems here and there, I do agree this movie pro probably could have used another 20 to 30 minutes. Um, I think I, I think I'll be weird and give it like a six and three quarters out of ten. I can't give it a full seven, but I won't give it a six and a half either. Um, you can find me Wildband here every Tuesday through Friday. We I do reactions every now and then. I will soon be doing a podcast, Petty Cash Podcast, here on YouTube. Soon to come to Spotify and Apple Apple Podcasts. Um, me and Brian are watching Batman the Animated Series. I'm current. We're currently finishing out our run with Neon Genesis Evangelion. I'm currently started up my Anna Wednesdays, or I check out an animated project I have not seen yet. So uh, yeah, I got. I'm drowning in content right now. <laughs> awesome man. We always appreciate your work, and thanks for posting. All stuff that you post. All right, Joe from Fallen Gaming. Go ahead, give it a rating, closing thoughts, and tell them about Tuesday and Friday. All right, on Tuesday we are going to be doing our finale of Gears Five, yes. and on Friday we will be starting our playthrough of Donkey Kong Country Two. Completion, completion, completion. One hundred and two percent. Yeah. Uh, closing so thoughts on this movie. Um, I'm going to give it a 6.5 out of 10 questionable decisions uh, aside. The fact that I was able to rewrite this movie during this conversation, <laughs> just hire me next time. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And, of course, Mark Withers, go ahead. Tell him about next Thursday and, of course, your juicy closing thoughts and rating. Okay, so if you missed uh, the beginning of this uh, live stream, uh, next Thursday we're going to be uh, talking with Ernie C from Body Count. Uh, it's a big moment for us as we're both Body Count fans, so uh, tune into that. Grammy winner. That's too. yeah, absolutely. Uh, that said, uh, I'm giving this movie a five out of ten. Uh, I was not a huge fan of it. Uh, you know, uh, a few months ago, uh, Wild Band, when we were uh, doing our spoiler discussion for, or actually, I think we were doing a review for Shang-Chi. And mm -hmm. one of the things you said was that the, the movie was oversold to you. And that was one of the reasons why you didn't mm. like it. I feel like this movie was oversold to me on a gotcha. number of levels. It didn't give us a, it didn't give us a multiverse of madness. It gave us an alternate universe of sort of weirdness and that was about as far as it went Fair. i think that you know it could have done a lot more uh traversing through <laughs> yeah, multiple, like multiple universes we could have gotten different versions of dr strange different versions of wanda we could have gotten more with the illuminati it it really could have been um it, it could have been a much better, much more involved movie than it actually was. And it could have driven the MCU much further than it actually did. And since it didn't do any of those things, I have to just chop it right in the center. Give it a five. All okay. right. <laughs> Very Damn. well said, Mark. I'm just like, Mark is like the biggest MCU defender I know for him to give it a five. Astounded me. In a positive way. Yeah, that's pretty, yeah. Okay, I mean, but but you know, let's not get it twisted. I mean, I have I have rated other Marvel movies like pretty low as well, but mm -hmm. this I one just I, I, I just expected a lot more from. I know I just wasn't expecting. To Would get you guys one. say that he's off the mark with this one? Uh, oh. uh, all right, he's here all week. All right, so real quick, just want to 
friendly reminder, this Thursday we'll be back as Dave from Dog Eat Dog. Please check out their music if you're a fan of hardcore punk, punk rock, and metal and hip hop because we're going to be talking about Godzilla and Toho movies and Titan Goji will be joining us for that live stream. I cannot wait. I'm a diehard Dog Eat Dog fan. And the fact that I found out this guy is a Godzilla fan like me, like not just a casual, but like a diehard. So this is going to be a lot of fun on Thursday. So my closing thoughts is, again, the Marvel formula is dying as we speak. Look. Okay, what made Kill it. Let it die. What made <laughs> what made Captain America Civil War so great is that there was a build-up and there was like a great uh clash of, you know, two good guys between, you know, Stark and Captain America, okay? So this movie is a cheap remake of that. Okay, so instead of Captain America, you got Doctor Strange, and instead of uh Stark, you got Wanda, and instead of Bucky you got America Chavez, okay? This is a very horribly, like, inexcusable, like, cheap remake of Civil War. And where Civil War opened up doors for Tom Holland's Spider-Man and Chad Boswin's um, Black Panther, this movie just slammed the, the book on goddamn uh, Fantastic Four <laughs> and shit out of my favorite, one of my favorite X-Men characters, and Charles Xavier, okay? So the way this was just executed was done so poorly, which is why I'm giving it a 5.5 out of 10. Because I can't believe you scored a Marvel movie higher than I would score it. <laughs> I know. We're both full of surprises well, tonight, folks. Again, there were moments that I like again when I heard the X-Men theme when Charles Xavier was introduced, I see Brie Larson replaced. You know, I see John. This just proves that Jay and Mark are variants. Holy crap. So there were moments that got me so high just to be just to be brought down low five minutes later, and then a very lame third act. But it was visually pleasing, and there were some moments I enjoyed, which is why I'm getting a 5.5 out of 10. Uh, bottom, not the worst bottom tier like Black Widow or Eternals, but just above that tier. So, I think I'm being fair, and I appreciate everybody's sake. And again, thank you to all these wonderful, good-looking people who became on our stream tonight. Thank you so much. You guys are wonderful. We are lucky to have you guys in our circle of Nerd Cage Nation. Of course, thanks to everyone who tuned in. Uh, we will see you on Thursday. We'll see you tomorrow on Twitch. We'll see you here on Thursday and on Twitch on Friday. So that being said, we pre-please ask you to like, comment, subscribe, ring that bell, and spread that shit like syphilis. So you, I say, from yours truly, Syracuse to that, Syracuse, New York, to all of our friends and fans around the world at Nerdcage Live, the Pretty Guardian, New York State Music, PTA Sports. The Hub, Wild Band, Monstrosities, Fallen One Gaming. To all our friends and fans around the world at NerdKage Life, as always, enjoy life, stay safe, do your push-ups, eat your vegetables, and good night. Sayonara. Good night. Ooh, trying to get out of the nerd cage, are ya? Well, before you go, hit that subscribe button. And if you're really intrigued, ring that bell. Thank you for dropping by. Until next time, tell everyone you know about Nerd Cage Live! <laughs>